0: Welcome to the show. We're currently on our winter break, so please enjoy the following selected rerun episode. Media and Monuments will be back with fresh new content for Season 3 on February 19th.
1: Quiet on the set! And action! Welcome to Media and Monuments podcast, presented by Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C., Media and Monuments is conversations featuring industry pros speaking on a wide range of topics of interest to media makers.
0: Write one sentence for a chance to win up to $10,000 to fund your short film. That's the premise behind the Film Fund, a unique grant program that offers funding to filmmakers based on this one simple level playing field concept. Today I'm sitting down with Film Fund founder and CEO Thomas Verdi to learn more about this refreshingly straightforward system for helping get projects made. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Candice. Super excited to be here.
0: Um, So as the founder of the Film Fund, uh, that story starts with your story, I guess. So how did you get into media making?
1: Yeah, so I started uh, in college, really. Um, I thought I wanted to go to school for engineering. I went to Lehigh University in Pennsylvania and uh, got a couple of months into calculus and just hated it. So uh, I switched to English and creative writing and started teaching myself screenwriting on the side. And I was looking for um, funding for a short script that I had gotten into a contest out in L.A., Holly Short's Screenwriting um they have a film festival, but they also have a screenwriting competition and I was named a semi-finalist. I was like, oh, okay, this script must be pretty decent. Maybe it'll be worth uh, trying to produce. So I was trying to get funding for it and I just realized how difficult that process actually is, especially for a short film. I was also doing an entrepreneurship program at the time. So I created the film fund as one of my capstone projects and then continued through it in an independent study. Um as well as a fifth year master's program at lehigh where i was able to really flesh it out and just kept doing it on the side i worked as a producer at a digital agency in the philly suburbs for about a year and a half all while doing a film film on the side and then still filmmaking as well I Was doing short films um you know passion projects i always just you know i fell in love with storytelling i've always been a big reader and i i was always watching movies uh growing up and i didn't really realize that filmmaking could be a career. I was pretty ignorant in terms of the whole industry. Um I started an ad agency re- recently which kind of spun out of the film fund called FF branded and I realized I made a Crest toothpaste spec commercial with my sister on like our cam like VHS camcorder when I was like 5 or something. So I should try to dig that up. But yeah, I've always been, you know, making videos since I was like 5, I guess. Um and yeah, i just kind of fell into or, or I formed my career around that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It sounds like, um, creative spirits tend to find ways to create things with all the tools they have at their disposal. <laughs> I know I made videos with my brother and everything as well. Grown. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I guess this might date you a little bit, but so when, when was that? like, how long has the film fund been around?
1: We're relatively new. Um, I I think I've been doing it. I looked at my LinkedIn the other day and six years was coming up. Okay. So I, I think I started around 2017
0: and it does feel different with the pandemic as well. Time yeah. doesn't <laughs> make sense anymore. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, just to to give people some background, do you have kind of what is the process? What is the film fund like when people come in? Obviously, we st- we opened with saying it's it's one sentence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, talk us through the process a little bit.
1: Yeah. So it is pretty simple. You write one sentence for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes, depending on our sponsors to produce your short film. Now there are things we look for in that sentence. There are two main components that we judge on. Uh, One is how compelling is the premise? We have, you know, blog posts on our website to kind of explain, well, what does compelling mean? Um, If someone really wants to do a deep dive or they send us an email and say like, hey, like, you know, what do I really want to focus my sentence on? We send them a few posts, um, you know, what makes a sentence compelling, and for us, it's really two things: it's conflict and stakes. You know, what is the conflict of the story? You know, what are the opposing forces going on, whether that's internal or external conflict, and what are the stakes of that conflict? You know, what's going to happen? What's the risk if whatever doesn't come to fruition in that uh, that premise? So, I know that sounds pretty vague, um, but we have examples on our website as well if you want to check that out. And then the second thing we look at in the sentences is the use of funding. So, not only do you have to have a compelling premise, you also have to say what you would use some of the funding for if you were chosen as a winner. And generally, uh, you don't have to say everything because it is only one sentence. You're limited to 200 characters. But the sentences that are the strongest, the use of funding portion of the pitch, kind of relates to and strengthens the premise. So, if you have a sentence that's like, "I'm just going to spitball something stupid here," but um, you know, a man falls in love with a woman who believes she's a, a human alien hybrid and our funding will be used for alien special effects that's a good use of funding because it relates to the premise and it's pretty specific and it shows us okay this this filmmaker has a clear plan for what they're going to use a bulk of the funding for whereas sometimes we get pitches that are like this funding is going to help us make the movie like that doesn't really like duh (laughs) we would hope so um so yeah being pretty specific (laughs) um in the funding use is what we look for.
0: Yeah, so uh, you you fund shorts, narrative and documentary shorts, mm-hmm. why only shorts?
1: It was easy to start with shorts. Um, you know, as, when I was a college student, I was looking for funding for a short and I realized that niche, um, there wasn't really an easy, straightforward way to go about funding shorts, so that's what we started with. But to your point, we have been getting a lot of emails over the past few years saying, do you fund features? I have a feature. I want to fund. So we're actually launching feature funding. Uh, our goal is by the end of September. So keep an eye out for that yet. Yeah, it won't be as simple. It'll be a little bit more in depth than one sentence, but we are going to try to keep it as simple as possible. Ooh,
0: perhaps <laughs> one paragraph? Yes, or, maybe or one paragraph. Two or three sentences? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like currently there's six different judges for selecting winners based on these sentences. How do you select those judges? What do you look for in a, in a good judge?
1: Just to be completely transparent, the first judges were either friends of mine from school or uh, one of them is a former professor of mine, Don Keatley. Um, she works in the horror space, so she's very familiar with um, you know horror film and film studies and analyzing it. but really, we look for anyone who has kind of a creative and analytical mindset it doesn't necessarily have to be limited to film like one of the judges is Eli Hess, and he 's actually um, an architect and i I was interested in having him um, as a judge, just because I wanted, I wanted a non filmmaker judge, I wanted someone who was passionate about filmmaking, movies and storytelling, which he is, but I wanted kind of an outsider perspective, because sometimes as filmmakers or directors, producers, whatever role you fit into within film, we kind of look for certain specific things. I wanted an outside perspective on that. Um, But yeah, in general, you know, we look for creative people, people who do have experience um, evaluating projects. And pitching projects. Um, so Eli is kind of an outlier there, but he has experience now that <laughs> we've been doing it for almost six years. You
0: span style preferences as well, I guess, right? Because obviously, some people have preferences, they, they love horror, for example, or they love action, or they love yes. romantic or comedy. Yeah,
1: like I would say, um, Brandon Harrison, one of our judges, his experience comes from the documentary side, probably more than the narrative side. So we do have a, um, it runs the gamut on on what our judges kind of Prefer and their tastes, so we get a good balance.
0: Excellent. And do do all of the judges look at every single sentence, or do you divide and conquer? Like, how do you tackle all of the entries?
1: Yes, so they do receive all the sentences.
0: Okay, so it's is it's like a consensus then? Yep. Um, cool. So how long how long do you think that process takes? Like, when someone submits it, um, how quickly are you whittling whittling down all of the entries?
1: Yeah. So we, <laughs> we do four contests per year. So we do have to move pretty quickly. Um, so the contest periods are eight weeks long. Sometimes we extend the deadline. If you, you know, want to stay up to date on that, make sure to subscribe to the newsletters. That's pretty much where all of our communication comes from. But judging period is about a month, I would say. So once the contest closes, um, and we process all the entries and pick our finalists, and then the final winners, that takes about It's usually less than a month, but usually I say within one month after the deadline. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Do you have a a cap on how many entries you allow? Or is it just during the time it's open as many as you get in?
1: Yep. Just during as many as we get. Okay.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And then, uh, so you you basically then award, you said four times a year. Mm -hmm. And then is that for, so is it one for narrative and one for documentary each of those four times? Yes. So that's Mm -hmm. okay. And then um, these are funded exclusively through applicant entry fees. Is that correct? Or do you have any other support?
1: Uh, Well, it depends if we have a sponsored prize or not. So sometimes uh, we'll work with, I'm in Philly. So most of our sponsors have been in Philly. But if we do an in-kind prize, like um, Maestro Filmworks, local production company here, they um, occasionally sponsor a post-production prize. So either editing or color grading, um, depending on what we agree on. And that'll be obviously, you know, donated by them in kind same with expressway cinema rentals, their local rental house, they'll sponsor a weekend camera package that then is shipped to the winner for a two day rental. So those are in kind all the other cash funding, so to speak. I mean, it's digital or I mail a check, um, that is from the entry fees.
0: Okay. That's, that's wonderful. It's a great, great model. It sounds like, um, and, and is this all, it's all in the U S correct?
1: So we're actually international. Um, Yeah, one of our previous winners was a Maestro um, Filmworks prize winner. He was from Ireland. They were just in the the Galloway film flag, I think is how you say it. That's like their word for festival. And then we had a winner who is based in Australia. The majority of our users are in the US, but um, we do get the entries from India, from the UK. It's kind of all over the board there.
0: That's awesome. That's really amazing and inclusive because this is such a great program. It sounds like it was... Born a lot from your personal experience of not wanting to deal with all of the the paperwork and the hassle of all of the funding that goes into it. So it focuses on letting creatives focus on the art and the creativity.
1: hundred percent Yeah. I kind of took my um my own I don't want to use the word struggles because it's not like uh, I guess, yeah, like the, the struggle I had with going through that grant process. Mm-hmm. I submitted to grants, and some of them are like 20 pages long. I actually met with one um grant committee. And they said, "Oh, this is looking really good. You're like, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but you're likely going to receive this grant." I was like, "Oh my god, that's so exciting!" And I didn't end up getting it. I was like, "I just spent hours and hours and hours meeting with them and writing this proposal, and it was just so frustrating." So I took that, and I also combined it with what I learned in my entrepreneurship courses: uh, the MVP mindset and product development, minimum uh, viable product. So make the simplest version of your product or service you can to test the idea. That's really what we're doing with short films and the the one sentence pitches like, okay, what's one sentence, let me test this, this story idea in one sentence and see if it's producible. So yeah, definitely drew on my, uh, my own experience for sure.
0: Yeah, well, that's where a lot of the best solutions come from. You you find something that needs improvement. And that's how you begin. <laughs> The website is also just a really great resource in general. It's got a lot of educational links and tips and articles and things like that. Things for pre-production, post-production, writing. There's also a blog and a podcast. Um, I definitely encourage listeners to check it all out. And you also support films uh, in different ways sometimes with, if they're not the winners. So what what drives this like desire to, to be um, an advocate for filmmakers in general in the filmmaking process? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a few things. Um... One as a business owner trying to get the word out there, SEO is a thing—search engine optimization. So the more content you have that people are searching for on Google, the easier you're going to come up in search results. But another big part of it is, I with filmmaking, I'm really self-taught. Um, Leah had a film studies minor. That was more, you know, there's there's a distinction between production and you know film studies. Film studies more about analyzing films as works of art, like a novel, and writing papers about them. Like I, I never picked up a camera um, during my education through the film program at Lehigh. So everything I learned was either googling and being on forums, I don't even know if people are on forums anymore. Um, But yeah, like YouTube, so and just reading blogs. So um, I realized, you know, like the film fund can also be a community, it can be a resource for budding filmmakers who have no idea where to start, have no idea how to make a budget, have no idea how to write a script, or there's so many books out there. Well, what? Books? Would you recommend? Because some of them aren't great, some of them are amazing. So, I just when I was writing that content strategy, I just thought, in addition to the keyword research I did for SEO, it was like, okay, well, what what content would I would would want to learn as a, a budding filmmaker? So, a lot of our content comes from that. And then the podcast—it's a really great way. I'm really bad at looking at our analytics for the podcast, to be honest with you. I look at our, our page views and our website traffic, but the podcast specifically, I don't track as much, which I should. But it's also I think a bigger part of it is just connecting with our community and whether that's having a previous winner on, you know, a filmmaker who has won the, the film funds contest, or if it's one of our sponsors or partners, it's just a great way to connect. because everything we do is online, like I'm running this film company, but I'm not on set a whole bunch, uh, you know, most of the producing is remote, just me from my laptop giving away the funding and managing the projects through email. Um, that agency is a little more hands-on. Like I'll go out to set if we have a local project, but it's just a great way to connect with community and, and talk to people face-to-face.
0: F- the filmmaking community really is a community. I mean, you can't do any of these projects by yourself ever, it seems like. And it's all networking, getting to know. So this is a really valuable resource. Anyone would be absolutely stoked to see all the stuff that you have there that you offer. That podcast, it's... it's um you know, an additional educational thing as well. It's, it's sounds like, um, so you've got past people.
1: Yeah. We mostly talk about, um, most of the guests are previous winners. So, I mean, it's definitely educational, not in the sense of like, we're going to cover screenwriting today. Or we're going to cover budgeting today. Um, it's more, tell me about your project. What were some challenges you encountered on set? What's some advice you would give to our filmmaking community? And you can really learn a lot by, um, you're really being immersed in their project because they're talking about, oh, one day on set, we did this and this happened and the camera broke and we had to fix it and get a new camera. And it's just like, it's really um, like a producer. It's, it's, if you're interested in producing, um, it's a really great resource because you can find out like horror stories of what happened on set or maybe really good things that happened on set. Like, oh, I'm going to do that on my production or one really great tip that I learned actually myself was uh, you should definitely create a trailer for your short film because you can upload it. And I knew that was a good marketing thing to do. Um, just in general, but Film Freeway has a service where you can pay to upload and promote your trailer and then um, other film festivals are then sent this trailer and they can actually invite you to submit to their festival and sometimes they give you fee waivers, which i didn 't really know that so just for my own filmmaking career, I learned that in the podcast, so there is just a bunch of tips. Yeah, that you just get from talking to the filmmakers. And community. obviously,
0: as as a similar sort of minded podcast, this one, Media and Monuments, we also kind of try to just talk to people in a variety of subjects, but also just about some individual project journeys, because you can learn so much just about hearing the specifics, a little bit more specifics about one particular project, because everything's unique, but there are nuggets of information that can be great advice moving forward from any, any source, you know, you, you, you definitely learn a lot in every project. Um, so, but speaking of, uh, also talking to some of those, um, past winners, what are, um, some of your favorite success stories that were made possible because of the film?
1: film? Yeah. Um, I mean, most recently we had one go to dances with films. It was, uh, Mike, Mike Urbino, his film, um, freelance that was just in dances with films and another festival in new york city so that was super exciting Uh, we got um, an earlier winner this was like pre i want to say this was pre-pandemic because i remember doing the podcast recording with them over covid um, but it was called sunday dinner and that is our project that probably had the most views it got into omeletto which is a, a an online curator on youtube if you're not familiar with it they they only accept films that have played at I think Academy Award qualifying festivals. So we got selected on Omletto. That was super big for us. I don't know the I could pull it up, but I think it has close to a hundred thousand views or maybe more. So that's super awesome just to get his work out there and just him and the team. They uh you know getting and it's networking too, just like meeting people. Um one of the producers, Darren Miller, he's on the I don't know his exact title now, but he works with Funnier die um, doing their online, their digital content. So that was super cool just to get to know those guys and get their work out there online. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see festivals coming back too. Um, you know, and the local ones I can go to, like they screened at a festival in New Jersey that I went to last. Oh God, is it two years ago? Yeah. Um, 2020, I guess it was maybe 2021 or a couple of projects that I'm super proud of.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it sounds like there's going to be a ton more in the future as well, especially as the film fund continues to grow and, and stay international and, and get with bigger projects and everything. And I, I mean, I think this is really, really an amazing resource. I cannot encourage it enough for people to check it out. Um, is, there, is there anything you would want people to know about the Film Fund that we haven't really gone over yet?
1: I would say definitely read the rules um, and read our, our FAQ and our blog posts because they're just super useful. Like I would, and email me. My email is super straightforward. Tom at filmfund.co. I respond to every email, even the mean ones. So I get, <laughs> I get some nasty ones that say, you know, Because it is a contest at the end of the day. So not everyone can win. And sometimes people get a little mad. I would say check out the blog for useful tips. um, But also make your pitch sentences, your entry sentences, make sure they're only one sentence. Because that is an important role. And that's a distinction we have. And if it's more than one sentence, you actually will be disqualified. So that's kind of something that's very important to us. Because as a producer, um, intention to detail is so important even just as a filmmaker, you know, regardless of whether you're a cinematographer or a director, filmmaking is about the details and producing is about the details and if you know from step 1 enter this contest, make a pitch, the rules say write one sentence all over the website is one sentence. We get so many pitches that are two sentences. So if you're listening to this and you're submitting to the film fund Big tip, make it one sentence.
0: Yeah, they're serious about that. It is just one sentence. It's not just the 200 characters. It's one sentence within that. We will um, definitely put the website and links to your socials and all of that in the show notes. Um, but again, just tell everyone one more time the website and where they can learn more and possibly even submit.
1: Yeah, so our main website is thefilmfund.co. That's C-O, not dot com. Check us out at thefilmfund.co. We're also on Instagram. Instagram at uh, Film Fund Twitter is at Simply Film Fund Facebook is Facebook.com slash Film Fund Co and we have a LinkedIn which is just the Film Fund.
0: Thank you so much I've enjoyed learning a lot more about the Film Fund um, and also learning more things while checking out um, FilmFund.co and seeing all of the resources that you have there so thank you so much for talking with us today and definitely all listeners check out the FilmFund.co
1: <laughs> Thanks so much Candice it was great chatting with you as well
0: Thank you for listening to Media and Monuments, a service of women in film and video in Washington, D.C. Please
1: remember to review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information about WIF, please visit our website at WIF, as in Frank, V, as in Victor.org. That's a wrap!